Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Hey, welcome to Politico Tech. Today's Wednesday, February 21st. I'm Stephen Overly. You know how politicians love to give shout outs to ordinary people and small businesses during big policy speeches. Well, a Michigan company called Hemlock Semiconductor got that treatment from President Biden back in August of 2022. Nearly one third of all the chips in the world use polysilicon made in Hemlock. As Biden stood outside the White House, preparing to sign off on historic subsidies for the semiconductor industry. Imagine if we had more of these kinds of factories across the country. This law will make that a reality. He pledged the bill would support Hemlock and other suppliers. These companies see what I see, that the future of the chip industry is going to be made in America. Well, political reporter Christine Moy tells me things haven't fully panned out that way for Hemlock. Because under draft rules, the company can't tap into tax credits worth $25 billion over the next 10 years. Other companies share the same concern. They argue Biden's landmark Chips and Science Act should provide more money for microchip suppliers. Otherwise, it risks falling short on his national security goals and ultimately complicating his re-election effort. So on the show today, Christine on these tensions over chips money. Well, Christine, this is your first time on Politico Tech. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So tell me about this Michigan company, Hemlock Semiconductor. How did it go from being this poster child for the CHIPS program to being shut out of it? So Hemlock Semiconductor is the nation's leading and only U.S. headquartered producer of this material called polysilicon. And this is basically a super pure form of silicon that's used by the microchip industry to make chips. So Biden had singled out Hemlock Semiconductor um, in his signing speech for the CHIPS Act. And specifically, he had said this law funds, you know, the whole semiconductor supply chain, everything from R&D to key inputs like polysilicon. And what wasn't clear in that speech is how far each of the CHIPS Act programs would go in including Hemlock. And so Hemlock, like other materials producers, um, is allowed to apply for the CHIPS grants. But there's this also this tax credit, which could be worth up to $24 billion um, over the next decade. And so far, the proposed rules by the Treasury Department do not include Hemlock or other companies that supply the microchip makers, but don't make the microchips themselves. You know, Hemlock is not alone here. Their story seems to be emblematic of some frustrations with how the Biden administration is rolling out the microchip incentives. What exactly is the issue here? Right. So the issue is that, you know, Hemlock and other producers, other suppliers argue that it takes a lot of money to basically, you know, make the investments that they want without adequate support. You know, so both the tax credit and the grants, as they're arguing, the U.S. in general will see much smaller and investments that take much longer time. And so, The question that has been posed is exactly how much support do all these different types of suppliers need? 
and how critical are they to the broader goals of national security, depending on you know their placement in the semiconductor value chain. And so polysilicon and the wafers that are made out of it, you know, those companies kind of argue that they have a more unique case than these other suppliers, for example, you know, those that make chemicals and gas that also go into semiconductor manufacturing because they produce, you know, the inputs that give chips their semiconductive properties. So my understanding is that the tax rules for the chips funding are not yet finalized. So there's still time for the industry to kind of try to make some change happen. What kind of pressure are they putting on the Biden administration right now? So you're right. These rules still need to be finalized by the Treasury Department and IRS. And you've seen this push from Michigan lawmakers. Hemlock is headquartered in Hemlock, Michigan. And so you know, that congressional delegation or Democrats in that congressional delegation and Governor Whitmer has written letters to Biden, IRS officials. They've spoken to other administration officials, including those in the White House, basically saying that we really need the support for polysilicon makers. And so their push has been going back to last spring when these rules first came out and Treasury first started seeking feedback on them. The official date for when they'll come out is June. That was been pushed back from they were originally supposed to come out in December. You mentioned Hemlock is headquartered in Michigan. Michigan is a manufacturing heavy state and a swing state. You know, what political risks does this pose for Biden as we look toward the election? So it's notable that the governor and the lawmakers that have spoken about this in that state are from Biden's own party. And so that's sort of where the pressure has been coming up from for at least, you know, hemlock in this specific issue. There's this larger question that, you know, you're alluding to, which is, you know, how will chips tie in with Biden's economic messaging and the rest of his made in America manufacturing agenda in time for the election. The CHIPS Act has always been, you know, this sort of longer term strategy. And the Commerce Department has said it's more important to kind of get this right, you know, show that we're doing due diligence and we're not just handing out money to whoever. And so it was never the type of thing where these fabs would be up and running and you would see all the job numbers like peak you know, right in time for the election. That's always been longer term, even recent delays to some of these facilities aside. So that's still a big question, but it's definitely something that the department is watching and that lawmakers, like you said, in that state are watching. We'll be right back. We are seeing the Biden administration start to make some of these awards. But, you know, the Commerce Department has announced preliminary term sheets with three manufacturing companies to date, including just this week, one with Global Foundries worth $1.5 billion. These are described as non-binding agreements. Does that mean that this money is still not a sure thing? Or where exactly does all of that stand? So the money is not a sure thing and no money has actually gone out to the three companies that have received preliminary awards yet. The next step is that they need to undergo a due diligence process um, with the CHIPS program's office. And then the awards themselves need to be finalized. And up until the point that they are finalized, the actual terms, the amount of money itself, the projects that they'll go to, and even the fact that these companies will get these awards or get this funding could still change. And so when it's finalized, there'll be a final term sheet and 
basically that will set milestones. So companies won't receive the money in you know one fell swoop. They're gonna need to meet uh, certain requirements around you know outputs, passing reviews, and whatnot to you know get the money in full. Got it. So the administration is announcing these deals and frankly going out of their way to really tout them, but the reality is they're still not done and the money's still not going out. Right. And, you know, the administration has said that by announcing these preliminary awards, part of their effort to be transparent and, you know, to let the American electorate kind of know everything that's going on, who they're considering, you know, how their negotiations are going with these companies and whatnot. But this is the main thing that, you know, Commerce Department, at least, has been rolling out to showcase that the CHIPS Act is working and coming along, you know, before the election. And so from now to then, we'll continue to see more of those announcements and more progress to meet on these other parts of the CHIPS Act. But, you know, it's unclear if any of those awards will be finalized by then. What does all of this say about the Biden administration's priorities when it comes to chips and whether this program is really delivering as the administration has promised it would? So one of the big, you know, I guess things that people are looking at to assess that is, you know, where exactly this money is going. And so, so far, all three recipients have their focus have been on legacy semiconductors. So these are not like the cutting edge chips that you would use for something like AI training. These are, you know, chips that are used by the automotive defense and industries. You know, these are the chips that were behind the pandemic shortages. And so, so far, what people have said is that, you know, this shows that the focus has been on securing kind of the supply chain based on the challenges that we had seen in the past. But of course, there's this bigger question of what about kind of these advanced chips or where the chip industry is headed. And so there's this R&D effort that's, you know, targeting some of these, they call them grand challenges. So what basically the chip industry needs to deal with to for the U.S. to lead um, in that space in the next 10 to 15 years. And there have also been recent announcements in that you know, space with the founding of the National Semiconductor Technology Center, which is going to be kind of the centerpiece of that effort. We're months out from the election, and these microchip investments have been a key part of Biden's case for how he's helped the economy, even if, you know, these benefits are longer term. What are you expecting between now and November in terms of more announcements or other developments out of this program? So from the grant side, Raimondo has said that there'll be, you know, kind of a steady drumbeat of bigger announcements in the next six to 12 weeks. And so Global Foundries, as the first kind of billion dollar preliminary award, was the first of those. But, you know, there are more expected to come. And specifically, you know, industry observers are kind of watching for negotiations to wrap between Intel, Micron, TSMC, Samsung. And also on the other, I guess, parts of the CHIPS Act, there's more coming from the R&D component that I mentioned. There's still a lot that needs to be done there. They need to release funding opportunities. They need to build out the staffing for the NSTC. And eventually, it's unsure if this will come in time, you know, before the election. They've said kind of in the month's range, maybe longer than six months there's going to be a selection of what state will ultimately host the headquarters. And so Global Foundries was a big win for Chuck Schumer, since he's been really vouching for New York to be a center for these investments. 
And the ultimate, like zooming out, what Raimondo said a year ago, the goal of kind of the CHIPS program is to find, you know, at least two kind of clusters around the country that kind of kind of act as hubs for semiconductor manufacturing in the U.S. And so Arizona is kind of the leading contender for that right now. But that's why you kind of have these states competing against each other to get the most investments that they can. Got it. Well, Christine, thank you for being here on Politico Tech. Thank you. That's all for today's Politico Tech. For more tech news, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. Music in today's episode comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our managing producer is Annie Reese. Our producer is Afra Abdullah. And our editors are Steve Heuser, Daniela Cheslow, and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. See you back here tomorrow. <laughs>